Though we've already walked through the 40 numbered minor arcana, I want to quickly recap on what they mean when they're pulled. The 40 numbered minor arcana reflects our personal experiences brought on by the outside world. They could involve other people, but should mainly be viewed from the perspective of the questioner unless the spread position suggests otherwise. For example, the Three of Pentacles represents working with others to complete a project, but highlighting your own experience of working in a team. Now let's dive in to the energy of the court cards. The court cards seem to be the hardest to understand for budding tarot readers, and I feel it's due to the rigidity of most definitions and possibly our own biases. Essentially, the court cards are different people or personas, or they describe events, positions, or business operations. You could be one of the court cards, or you could meet one of the court cards, or you could use one of the court cards to describe something. They aren't as distinctive as the major arcana since the court cards still belong to a suit, but there are only 16 of them out of 78 cards, making them prominent in the spread and even more prominent if there's many of them. Traditionally, pages represent children or preteens whose innate personality and curiosity is in accordance with their suit. Knights are young people, late teens to late 20s, whose communication and aggressive style is in accordance with their suit. Queens are adult women, 30s and above, whose nurturing style is in accordance with their suit. Kings are adult men, 30s and above, whose sense of control is in accordance with their suit. You can use the traditional meanings if you want, They're great for predictive questions, but they're not great for revealing character or depth. To better understand the many energies at play in a court card, we must first step away from gender and age. Court cards are multidimensional and complex, and they offer a deeper understanding of an individual or entity. They reveal specific characters in a story who play different roles— It's the impression we give when we're with certain people or at events. To give a specific example, if you meet someone for the first time, you probably won't get all the details of their life represented by the minor arcana, but you will get a sense of their personality by the way they present themselves, which would show up as a court card. We are all capable of expressing each of the court cards. First, let me remind you of the second element infused in each of the court cards. All of the pages possess the underlying element of earth. For example, the page of wands may act as fire, but they're also affected by the energy of earth. All of the knights possess the underlying element of air, so the knight of cups is also affected by the element of air. All of the queens possess the underlying element of water, and all of the kings possess the underlying element of fire. We'll go over all this again when we explore the court cards individually. The court cards also refer to the degree of intimacy between people. Pages can represent someone new in your life, or someone in your periphery, such as a work friend or favorite bartender. Knights are people who have the ability to come and go, 
They haven't yet proved to be a permanent fixture, but there's a deeper history with them than the pages. Queens and kings have been in your life the longest. You know each other very well. These are the long-term partners, friends, and relationships that are consistent in your life. The court cards also represent levels of maturity in terms of behavior. The pages suggest someone inexperienced or childlike. The knights display impulsive actions, similar to an adolescent. The queens are mature supporters, and the kings mature leaders. Each of us finds ourselves in one of these roles at different times in our lives. A teenager could be tasked with leadership opportunities, reflecting king energy, while an older person could be returning to school, reflecting page energy. Let's explore the idea of psychic maturation and consider the theories of psychoanalyst Carl Jung. Jung believed that every person wants to achieve individuation or to become who you're meant to be. It's a challenging process that we may or may not take on. Jung describes four main archetypes involved in individuation. The persona, or mask, the shadow, the anima animus, and the self. We can see a similar theme in the maturing process of the court cards. The pages can be compared to the persona. We build our outward selves in childhood from the need to fit in and impress others. Some play the class clown, some play the straight-A student, or others play the tough kid. This persona dominates our ego until we mature further. The knights can be compared to the shadow. We need the persona to cover up the shadow. This is everything we're hiding within us and from others, everything that makes us bad. This stage of maturity promotes careless actions or rash decisions that could cause unwanted consequences. If we don't integrate the shadow, we'll continue to learn the same lessons, blocking our way to individuation. The queens can be compared to the anima animus. Anima animus describes the active and receptive energies within each of us. To integrate the shadow and mature further, we must embrace all that we are. Queens know themselves and are able to balance their hearts and their minds. They've accepted their true nature and are able to give and receive without fear. Kings can be compared to the self. The self is the sum of everything we are now, everything we were, and everything we will become. As a king, you're not afraid to be yourself. You're no longer dictated by your persona, shadows, or even your nature. Because of this, kings have a solid direction and are able to take control of the element of their suit. So let's put some of these ideas together. If a questioner asks about the condition of their family, then the traditional descriptions could be appropriate here as they describe the different people in their family. If we pull a page, it could certainly be their youngest child. 
But if instead the questioner asks you about their next romantic partner and you happen to pull a page, I doubt the person they meet will be preteen. Instead, consider the other possibilities. If we view the page through the lens of maturity, we may see the next romantic partner as a child at heart or someone who hasn't fully grown up yet. They could certainly be younger than the questioner or simply less experienced. If a questioner asks you about their career path, unsure what direction to take, and you pull out a king, they may want to consider a leadership role in a field that resonates with the element of the king's suit. If you pull out a queen, they may be better suited in a managerial or consulting position where they support others' progress and success. If the questioner is wondering where they are in terms of healing and you pull a knight, you can consider Jung's perspective of individuation. They may still be working on impulsive actions or harder lessons. They may want to meditate on the energy of the queen in their same suit to start the integrating process. This is when they start questioning themselves rather than questioning why things happen to them. If many of the same court cards show up, they enhance the meaning. If you pull multiple pages, there could be more than one message from different sources. Multiple knights can indicate a fight or competition. Multiple queens can show outside support, and multiple kings can show a lot of powerful people in your midst. In the next episode, we'll explore the family of wands. We'll identify their sun and moon signs, their Myers-Briggs personality type, and where you'd find them in entertainment, pop culture, and everyday life. But for now, we'll go on to exercise number four. Hopefully, you've been pulling a card every morning or evening and searching for its energy within the day. Often, daily readings show up in subtle ways, so don't worry if you've been unable to find the energy. That's not the point. The point is that you looked for it. Now that we've covered the meanings of each of the numbered minor arcana, take out the 40 numbered minor arcana cards from your deck and shuffle them well. Everything's still upright. These will be the only cards you pull every morning or evening. I want you to look for the specific meaning of the card using the definitions you heard on this podcast or any other source you enjoy. Here's some examples. Let's say you pull the two of wands for your day. There may be a decision you have to make between sticking with your normal routine or going for something more that excites you. Or you might find yourself mapping out a plan for a goal you have in mind. Let's use another card. Maybe you pull the Eight of Pentacles. You may find yourself hard at work, improving something, even if it's improving a cooking style. You could also hear these energies from someone who shows up in your life that day. Continue to use the element and number as well. For example, if you pull a card numbered ace to three, did you experience something new that day? Or if you pull a cup, were your emotions activated? Let all the symbols speak to you. 
This will give your intuition the room to explore and associate without the pressure of being right. That pressure plays into anxiety and steals the fun. For example, if the Five of Pentacles comes up, it's highly unlikely that you're going bankrupt that very day. So your intuition needs to see other ways the Five of Pentacles shows up, like feeling alienated or hitting a low. Don't worry if you pull a negative card. It's only one day. Lay the value on the truth being offered rather than your fear of the unknown. You may not even see the energy at all. When we get into casting spreads, the issue of large and small events will be addressed. But for now, just enjoy the fun of seeing tarot in action on the subtle plane. Until the next episode, blessed be.